Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Gregory Melville and Susan Fox and Kathleen Bromage. Welcome to Seasons. I'm Marisol Castro. And I'm Chef Plum. And Marisol and I are both joining by Zoom today, but at least I can still see you, Marisol, so that makes me happy. That's very true. Me too. I mean, the power of the internet, right? That's what we could say. The power Technology of Technology 2021. That's it. That's it. You know, here on Seasons, we've had some pretty amazing guests. Great guests like Ina Garten, Myron Mixon, and so many more. But today, friends, today we are in for a treat. We are joined by a food titan. He's a YouTube icon with millions, yes, millions, watching his channel on YouTube. He's rubbed shoulders with some of the best chefs in the country, and he has Rachel Ray on speed dial. Not to mention, he's a Connecticut native. His new series, Fresh, Fried, and Crispy, is available on Netflix right now. My friends, I present to you the one, the only, Dame Drops. There he is. Yes, yes, what's going on? There he is. What's happening, baby? What's happening? Welcome to season, my friend. Great to see you. Great to hear your voice. Nah, man. Thanks for having me, bro. You know the vibes. It's so good to see you. And Plum, you know, if your fancy job in radio goes nowhere, you should be Dame's hype man. I, I would love to. <laughs> Listen, I've always wanted to be a ring announcer. Like, so I figured that's the way to go. Right? I could totally, I could totally see that. <laughs> Dame, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. And for listeners who maybe have been living behind a rock and haven't seen you on YouTube, uh, or they haven't seen Fresh, Fried, and Crispy, your new Ooh. Netflix show, we want to give them a little treat. All right. Here's a little clip. I started doing food reviews in my car around 2009, and then my life changed. I'll go just about anywhere to get some good food. I'm only here for one reason and one reason only. That is to devour. That's looking real good right there. Every bite has to be an experience. And I'm going to take you for that experience. You too. Mm. I'm the captain now. You know I'm not leaving until I tell you what my favorite fried food in the city is. It hits all the spots. What I'm looking for is some good chicken and waffles. Let me tell you about this chicken. You want me chicken dry? It's dry, we don't want it. So you talking juicy, juicy? It's got to be juicy. Man, we'll get the Dame's humble beginnings and his reviewing fast with Miss Carl over Connecticut. But first, man, I hear that trailer. I hear your voice and the amount of adjectives and descriptions. And just, I mean, <laughs> it just makes me happy to hear you talk, which I think is what the whole thing is about, man. You just make people happy to hear you talk and watch you eat. Man, big shout out to congratulations. I'm so happy for you, my friend. I know. I appreciate it, brother. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's like I said, the, the gift of giving and, you know, food is the universal language. It brings people together, regardless, you know, what your background may be like that. Food will connect us one way or another. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So we want to hear from you this hour about your favorite fast food joints, your greasy spoons, your fried food shacks in the state. Do you have a favorite episode? of fresh fried and crispy that you want to ask about talk to connecticut's own dame drops he's eating the best fried food across the country on his new netflix show fresh fried and crispy so give us a call at 888-720-9677 that's 888-720-wnpr to join the conversation so Marisol, i want to just point out here so i think that 
I think that this show happened for you, Dane, because of me. And I just want to point that out really quick. So if you okay, remember, okay. If you remember <laughs> at Mohegan Sun, we were doing the uh, uh, Sun, Wine, and Food Fest a couple of years ago. You came by, you saw me at where I was doing, and I gave you a whole fried cheeseburger. Do you remember that? I fried the entire yes, I burger. Do. Yeah, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I've got, I, I took that video that you made doing that and I, and I, I put it, I put gold around it and I keep it forever now. So just, you know, it made me so happy because all, I've never had somebody <laughs> use so many descriptive words in my food, but you know, all kidding aside about that. But when it comes to great fried food here in Connecticut, I mean, is there one spot that really sticks out to you? One spot that really pops right away? Oh my goodness here. Like, you, you know, I'd be like 100% biased when I start talking about Mofungo because, you know, we don't we whip up that fire. Whoa, 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 you're Puerto Rican and you forgot to tell me? <laughs> my, my wife is Puerto Rican. Okay, I just want to make sure because I'll start talking about Mofongo to this Puerto Rican and act like I don't know from good Puerto Rican. Okay, you got to pass now. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but you know here, here, here's the crazy part about it right when it comes to foods in connecticut even even fried foods in connecticut it's hard to pinpoint one location just because there are so many mom and pops out there that are whipping up the fire and mm-hmm. i try to frequent as many spots as possible every single week not like once a month not like once every like every single week I'm going to different locations. I'm going to another location come tomorrow that just opened in Hartford, Connecticut called Guilty Kitchen. And I know it's going to have some powerful fried foods up off in there because it's soul food. I heard the theme is like, it's like a court themed restaurant. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. But uh, Connecticut serves up dishes that will have folks coming back from wherever they're traveling. It really doesn't make a difference because we pack that much flavor in every single bite. That's all I got to say. I love that. I, I, I just grabbed my pen and a notepad because every place you mention, I'm writing down. You're on, you're on it. You're on it right I'm, now. I'm right? a guilty kitchen. Done. Yes. yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. So you you traveled to so many different places when you were shooting your Netflix show. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I can imagine it had, it's difficult to nail down your favorite spot. Ooh. But, but. Uh-huh. San if Diego, if you had to, or I was going to give you a city and you tell me which which place. But if you had to, if you have okay, okay. Time. Well, we, we we could do both. We could do both. Like my favorite for the show is when I went to Baltimore, and at Baltimore I went to the local oyster. All right, and it was in a spot called Mount Vernon. It's, it's like when you're in New York and you're in Chelsea Market, and they have like different restaurants inside one location. That's right. what it's like out there in Baltimore for this spot, the local oyster. I got there and they served up this colossal crab sandwich. Now, I have to give you the visuals. I'm sure you've seen it if you watch the show, but if you haven't, yeah. let me let me visually feed you one time. I want you to start with two pieces of Texas toast that have been buttered up with love. Nice, soft, yet slightly crunchy when you go ahead and take that bite of delight. Now, at the base, they had lettuce and tomatoes. I don't do the red ring of death or the crunchy water. Not my thing. Don't need it. I threw it off, right? I replaced it with Utz potato chips and Old Bay seasoning on top of the chips. Now, these chips are fresh when they come out. It's not like your regular bag of Uts chips. Like, these are the fresh Uts chips. It's kind of crazy. They got the connection over there. So, (laughs) now, on top of the chips, you don't stop, right? On top of the chips, you have to place a fried soft-shell crab. The whole thing. The whole thing. You pop it right on top of the chips. That's the bed for the soft-shell crab. On top of the soft-shell crab, you put a lump of crab cake. Baltimore's known for crab cakes. 
The Fadleys go back generations of crab cake. It's the it's the crab cake that's right there. It's soft, tender, flavored up just right. Crab just tastes like it was freshly caught. Stop playing with me. Now I want you to put bacon on top of that and then take your other piece of butter Texas toast. Bang, pop it right on top. So it's about this big. Now you got to hold that thing and it's almost impossible to hold. Then you go in and take a bite. Ah, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The flavors come rushing in. The way that they attack your palate you have so many flavors, it's undescribable at first, but then you get that butter love, a little bit of saltiness. You're getting savory, you're getting that crunch and munch for lunch, and then that fresh crab mouth bite of delight. It's going to bring a single tear to your face each and every time, I promise you, right in Baltimore. Oh, my God. I just, it's a shame I, you're not descriptive. I, if listen, only you could be just a little bit more descriptive. <laughs> I, might as well, I'm out of breath from him describing that. Oh my gosh! I'll tell you what. This is this is definitely not part of the keto diet, but no, I, I, it, it sounds outstanding. I mean, some of these foods when you saw them, I mean, you've seen a lot of food as it is, but when you see something like this, do you look at this and yes. just go, "What are what are you doing? What are you doing, Chef?" It's important to step back when you see a monstrosity like that, right? You've seen sandwiches before. And anybody yeah. can get as creative as they want, but it's going to be like a little sandwich, nothing too crazy. Okay. When you see the colossal crab, your eyes are going to widen and your heart is going to beat just a little bit harder. You're like, do, do you, like you're going to feel it trying to come up out your chest and you're going to try to hold back. And then when you have it in your hands, it's hot still. It's hot. It's steaming. Mm-hmm. So when you take that bite, you're uh, trying to cool your mouth off on the uh, inside. You know what it is. When you're doing that move right there and the steam is coming up off the sandwich and you know. You just had a bite of heaven. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. I hope this, is this place on Gold Belly? Because I'm going to order them tonight. This sounds incredible. <laughs> oh my God. It sounds incredible. If you're just joining us, we are, we have the distinct pleasure of being joined by none other than Dame Drops. He's a Connecticut native son, prodigal son, coming back yes. to talk to us about all the things that he's doing. So if you have a question for him, give us a call. The number is 888-720-9677, 888-720-WNPR. So you talk, told us about your your favorite food that you could remember. And I always wonder when you're shooting something like this, there must be so many moments that end up on the cutting room floor or just moments that you, you leave and you say, oh my gosh, this just changed my view of X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Were there any moments like that for you that you you went in and, and you, you had your world changed or even just altered? Oh my goodness. You know what? I have to be honest. And I know it's going to throw a lot of people off. I went to the vegan bakery in St. Louis, Sweetheart Vegan Bakery. And I, I kid you not, I went in ready to hate on anything that was vegan <laughs> yeah. because that's just how I am, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, but damn, it tastes just like chicken. No, it don't. <laughs> it does whatever, not. Whatever, you, no, it whatever little chickpeas you put up off in there, that's what it tastes like. It tastes like those spices that you added. That's what it tastes like. I went inside Sweetheart, right? And so I'm sitting there and it's a bakery. So of course they have the, you know, the cupcakes out there in the front for you to go ahead and grab and just kind of take a bite. It was right there on the counter and she just got finished making them. I went up over there and I was like, okay, let me just start here because if you messed up a cupcake, I don't have to worry about the rest of your menu, right? And I had a little strawberry cupcake. It was like a little mini joint too. Mm, I peeled off the paper. I popped it in my mouth. It was small, like, you know, a little chicken popper. And uh, I got nothing but flavor. And it was so much airiness to the cake itself for the cupcake, you didn't even have to chew. It dissolved on your tongue. I never had that experience a day in my life. I said, what is going on? Let me try this again. I take another, bah, pop that thing. Strawberry loving. I was like, oh, this is a smooth little creamy dream like here. I love this, but 
the cupcake itself, I can't chew. And I tried, but all I'm getting left is the frosting from the cupcake because the cupcake itself, like you're like, what is going on? What is happening? What kind of magic went into this cupcake, right? So then the chef, she brings the chef rank. She brings me on to the back. And she's like, I saw your little, your little chicken commercials, Mr. Chicken Man. <laughs> you know, she was cracking jokes, right? I saw your little chicken commercial, Mr. Chicken Man. Uh, I'm going to make you my faux chicken. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. going to change your mind about chicken sandwiches. Have you doing it the vegan way? I'm like, you're never going to change my mind. Let's stop it. Just let, let's do this, right? She starts making it up. She creates the, the, the chicken skin and everything. And I just saw spices on top of spices. And again, I was ready to hate right off the top. I'm like, ah, this is going to be horrible. I took a bite of that faux chicken and it still didn't taste like chicken, but it was the best non-chicken version of a chicken sandwich I've ever had. Your favorite non-chicken chicken. I said, what's going chicken. on here? This, this, this non-chicken chicken is popping right now. This thing is crazy. And she, she did the spicy version, right? So I had a little, a little heat up on there, but I'm sitting there chewing it. So I'm like, you know what? Chicken's cousin, non-chicken, isn't half bad in the yeah. vegan community, mm-hmm. at least yeah. right here at Sweetheart. Yeah, right. Chicken, chicken adjacent. But that moment where you went in thinking, all right, I'm, I don't do vegan, but I'm about to do vegan. And then right. you kind of did the 180. It, it plays into this, this notion that I know about you, which is you have so much respect for chefs um, oh, yeah. and, oh, and places in, in you know, and, and, and especially these mom and pop places yeah, the mom and pop part for sure. that mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. you know, have never heard of before. Can you talk to us a little bit about that um, and why, why that is important? The respect for the mom and pop shops that people may never otherwise hear about, if not. Oh, you. most definitely. Look, um, for individuals that know, there's a life that exists for well, what a lot of us. When you're coming up in your childhood, and you might watch your parents struggle to make ends meet. You know, I, I came from that childhood, and I was right next to projects like that. That's the lifestyle that I came up in. And when you see individuals that don't have a lot but put their everything into something just to watch it grow, you have a different type of respect for it. My mother was never the parent to ever just give me everything that I ever asked for. It was like, you got to work hard for the things that you want. You're going to learn to appreciate them more. So as I got older, just looking into those that were just creating their restaurants, they use their life savings for a lot of situations to to get that restaurant open, right? To build it from inside out, to feed strangers, to put their all into something. Regardless of how that food comes out, you have to respect that. That's the first line of respect that you give any man, any woman out there that's hustling every single day to make ends meet, but just to kind of live out their dreams. That's a lot of these mom and pops. They didn't start with any type of funding. They just had the funding of their own. So when that food comes out, you got to look at that food differently. You can't walk into that establishment rushing him or her to get food out to you because you can't possibly wait. Sometimes you're going to have to wait for greatness. And, and then when you taste it, right, you're going to better understand why it took another 15 minutes just to make that happen. So when I walk into these establishments with a mom and pops, my thing is let's support them right off the top before that first plate even comes out. And then when that plate comes out and it can put a smile on my face because all those flavors are extravagant, right? All those flavors are reminding me of my childhood when moms was whipping up something mean up off in the kitchen just to make sure that I was fulfilled and satisfied before I went to bed. Like a lot of individuals can still do that to this very day. And that's why we have to get out there and support them. That's why we have to get out there and try things that are different, try things that are outside of our wheelhouse because you never know what you're truly gonna enjoy unless you try it for that first time over. 
but you being there, showing that support is just your, the easiest way to say thank you for being you to that chef out there that built something out of nothing. So that's what I'm always about. Man, I love every single bit of that. As a chef, that makes me feel so happy to hear someone who thinks like that. It just makes me feel very happy. Let's take a call really quick, Dane, before we jump into our next break. We got Justin in Middletown. Justin, welcome to Seasoned. Justin. Hey, how are you? We're doing great, my friend. What you got for the show today? Yeah, hey, Dame. I just wanted to ask you, my obsession during the pandemic was um, a chicken breakfast sandwich from, I think, the nation's biggest fast food chain. They took their McGriddle cake and they put their spicy chicken on it. And so for me, like my favorite combination is that sweet maple syrup with a spicy fried crispy chicken. And I wanted to ask you, of all your travels, what was the best kind of combo of sweet syrup and crunchy, crispy, spicy chicken that you've had? And bonus points if any of your uh, answers are in driving distance here of our State and thanks for what you're wow. doing. Oh, okay, okay. Great I see questions. you. I see you. Here, here's a craziness. Ready now? I already know the spot that, that, that you're speaking of, but I want to give a shout out real quick for Wendy's for coming into the breakfast game extra late. And on their menu, I mean, they're, they're always trying something new, right? So they tried out, you know, of course, that sweet. And just by you asking for a spicy chicken would give you that sweet and that spicy little connection in the fast food game. It's not always easy. Right to, to meet the demand of when we like that sweetness, when we like that spiciness, we want it for it to connect together in the right way. McDonald's had it already figured out. They started nice and extra early. They said, listen, we can give it to your original. We can give you to you that sweet and spicy rock with our spicy chicken. And if you want to get real crazy, you can go ahead and add a little spicy sauce to that and take it to the next level. But I have to give a shout out to Wendy's for taking it to that general direction of making sure you had like the, the you know, the honey butter biscuit option mm. right for your sweetness right there. You had a little extra chew, a little softness on that. But Wendy's chicken really truly hits different because you don't have to add extra spicy sauces to their spicy chicken. You're going to get that little spicy heat right off the top. Something you can appreciate with that juicy tender chicken on the inside. And I mean, that right there keeps just running back for more. Oh my gosh! I can't, Marcel, I just, I just kind of wish that Dame would tell my wife how to, to describe me to people. That would just be incredible, <laughs> wouldn't it? Oh my gosh! If you guys want to ask Dame what it was like eating a gold dusted burger in Vegas, or maybe you want to shout out your hmm. own favorite burger in the state, where should Dame yes. go next? Call us and let us know. I'm Chef Plum. I'm Marisol Castro. The number is 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WNPR. More with Dame drops right after the break. Welcome back to Seasons. I'm Marisol Castro. And I'm Chef Plum. We are live this week over Zoom. Our guest for the hour, also on Zoom, is YouTube and now Netflix star, the unconventional food critic, Damon Scott Patterson. I'm sorry, I'm shouting up your whole government. You may know him, <laughs> you may know him as Dame Drops. Hey, and if you haven't seen Dame's Netflix show, we'd like to give you a little taste of fresh, fried, and crispy right here. Let's listen to Dame's reaction to a fried bologna sandwich in the St. Louis episode. Here, Dame is with Chef Rick Lewis. Look at that. Now, what kind of pickles are those these like? These are bread and butter. So these are a little sweet, a little, little salty. sweetness to them. Look at this. Oh. 
Okay. And we're gonna take some of that homemade Creole mustard and we're gonna drizzle just like this. And that, buddy, is the Grace Meat and Three fried bologna sandwich. I'm going in. Ah. What do we do? We flip it upside down for flavor, don't we? Yeah. I had to kiss it. I had to kiss it. Just give me a moment. I have moments with my food. I love you, man. No, no. No, this isn't a fried bologna. Fried heaven. When was the last time you took a bite out of heaven fried? Oh my gosh, fried bologna sandwiches are one of my favorite. I mean, that's my, that's my childhood, like right there. Oh my, Marisol, fried bologna, you'll do it, right? I've done fried bologna. Oh. It is fantastic, although it sounds like the fried bologna I did was not nearly as good. I mean, Dame, you were having like an experience right there for a minute. Man, listen, you got to understand something, right? I mean, like I said, we discussed a little bit earlier when people do things with passion. I, like they they visually see and chef you already know you can see your food before it's even done yeah. like you know how you're going to prepare you know how you're going to go in you know what you're going to add to it to really bring out those flavors you know you can feel it and when i had that sandwich at grace me and three and the chef came out he done whipped up that magic for me it was like we went and got that fresh cracked egg you see what i'm saying too? he had a whole chicken coop in his backyard it wasn't nothing that was bought at the store. Like, this man is all about, hey, listen, I have the natural elements here. I'm, I'm going to grow a lot of things. And I might have to go to a meat market to, to make something happen that's local to just still continue to support local. But I'm going to make sure when I whip it up, you're not going to get that basic little boo-boo to fool. You won't get that extra thick, super flavorful addition. Mm. And that little bit of grease up on there is going to help it slide down just a little more with ease, but it's going to also change the flavor, bringing in pure happiness. I hope you're ready for it. It's an excite bite situation. And when I say excite bite, we're talking Nintendo, old school for those that remember back in the 80s, you know what I'm saying? But when you take that that, that, that first bite, you, yo, you fall back like that. That's that willy right there. You got to do a willy mentally with the food. You're like, what is this going on? My childhood had, you, you know what I'm saying, that, that whole entire flow before with the fried bologna. We remember it because when your money wasn't right and them pockets were tight, you had fried bologna that night. That's just how it worked, right? But it was, it was, it was the little version. This right here was the elevated version. Oh, my mm. gosh. That's incredible. I, I mean, I want a fried bologna sandwich right now. Let's take another quick call. Uh, we've got Gabe from New Haven calling. And he wants to talk about Boom Boom Sauce. Gabe, welcome to season. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call, and uh, it's uh, great to talk to you, Mr. Dame. We're excited hey, to have you on, here. bro. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I got to try your Boom Boom sauce at a Yard Goats game, and uh, yes. it definitely changed my life. And um, <laughs> I also, while I was on the phone, wanted to shout out uh, Jordan Dogs over in New Haven. And uh -huh, I, was, uh -huh. you know, I was hoping I could someday see some Boom Boom sauce and some hot dogs in New Haven. Oh, you said you want me to send some over there to New Haven to get a popping, or what you need, brother? Yeah, well, well, um, I, I'm, well, I was saying I wanted to shout out Jordan's Hot Dogs. They're on State Street in New Haven. And, yeah, uh, oh, I went there. Out. I went. I went there actually once before. Actually, as a matter of fact, a couple of years ago, my boy Reggie Reg, we filmed there for his uh, YouTube channel. Oh, great! Yeah, great. yeah, man, they're they're uh, definitely definitely uh, hometown heroes. 
Definitely. That's, definitely. that's awesome. That's awesome, man. And I got to try to boom, boom sauce. I've heard a lot about it, but Dame, yeah. what he's talking about, you've got a little affiliation with the yard ghost, don't you? Oh, oh, indeed. Come on, chef. I mean, you know, I'm a little bit everywhere when it comes to Connecticut foods, right? So Absolutely. of course, you know, Tim rest all over there. Hartford yard ghost. Shout out to Tim one time. Uh, I've been doing the Hartford yard ghost extreme foods over the years. So every time they would come up with something new and crazy, of course, I'd go in there. I'd upload it to my social media, be it YouTube or Instagram. And Tim, Josh and I sat down and we're like, damn, we got to we got to take uh, what you do with food here to the next level and see what kind of partnership we could work on. So they you know, suggested that I have my own little food cart up in there, which is now Dame Drops Diner that you can find behind Home Plate in the Dunkin Donuts Park in Hartford, Connecticut. And I mean, from sausages to the chicken tender fender bender, where it's basically, you know, chicken tenders with that sweet chili sauce just kind of covering over the chicken tenders with some pineapples drizzled on top a little bit of those nacho strips for the crunch right there because when you do the little you know fender bender it's a little crunch on the car so we have a little crunch up in the chicken tenders you know what i'm saying to you i'm talking about a bacon steak you know what i'm saying chef a bacon yeah. steak is a Are thick slab me? of bacon maple mm-hmm. glazed up real right i mean extra thick too not that little skimpy bacon no no it's on a skewer you got that much skewer and you got like mm-hmm. that much bacon going on that thing is massive <laughs> it's bigger than most people's faces when they're sitting there watching the game taking that bite right and i'm just saying that i mean and of course the dame trio hot dog which our, our caller was just talking about you get a foot long hot dog it's massive it's really thick plump juicy you know you get that little skin wow. snap where you take a bite on it one time oh, yeah but then you have three different uh condiments on it you have mm-hmm. spicy mustard you have the goat relish sauce which is like a chicago relish mm-hmm. and extra green you know savory of course and then you got the boom boom sauce sweet and savory action so you have three different ways you can go on one supreme hot dog when you go to dame drops diner mm. Look at i this. need this boom boom sauce i need to i, I need to i need yeah. to I need you to hit me up on that. Can we? Um, I need one get, of all of these. <laughs> I know. Can we get? Uh, by the way, for those of you who are just joining us, it's the last Thursday of the month, which means we are doing our live call-in show. We are all joining you via Zoom. But if you have a question for our guest of the hour, Dame Drops, give us a call eight 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 seven two zero nine six seven seven. That's eight 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 seven two zero WNPR. Dame, talk to us about what it was like growing up in Bridgeport and the journey that you took to get to where you are now. Well, actually, I grew up in Stratford, which is right next oh, door Stratford. to Bridgeport, of course, okay. uh, south end of Stratford. And, you know, I was the, the kid that went to center school from third to sixth grade, though it's actually knocked down now. Um, you know, Worcester Intermediate for seventh and eighth grade. And, of course, Platte Tech, which is a technical trade school in Milford, Connecticut, from freshman year all the way to senior year. My childhood was fun. It was definitely fun. It was just, you know, mom's was working two jobs. You know, she would come home. She would still be able to whip me up something to eat. I always remember my hot dogs, beans, and bacon. That was like my favorite meal back then. You know, it was like every Tuesday night, hot dog, beans, and bacon. It just kind of took it to the next level. And then she would do like mock spaghetti Thursdays. And mock spaghetti, you know, it's just the the ground meat that she would put in there. Mm -hmm. She used some kind of like special brown sauce up off into the spaghetti was it was sweet it just kind of worked for me as a kid but it was all about the fun it was all about just hanging out with my friends always being outside always running around always getting myself into trouble and then as I got older it became okay that's when the hustle began for me like I think when I was 14 years old when I had my first you know under the table type job I was actually working with my grandmother back then and she was working for like a furniture store in Orange and I just remember helping doing deliveries and getting like $150 a week. It was great yeah. until I could actually start hustling for myself. And then when I did, 
it was always, I had to have more than one job. And that mentality then is where I am today, where a lot of individuals, they may have seen me on television, but they don't know I have a YouTube channel. And the individuals on YouTube might not know I have Netflix going on, right? But I've always been doing something because today is all about multiple streams of income. And so when I'm talking to individuals about business, I'm like, listen, you never put your eggs in one basket. Don't depend on your YouTube income mm -hmm. if that's what you're doing. YouTube is nothing but a step. And it's one step with many other steps above it that are going to take you to where you need to be. That's just where you're going. But where you need to be, you have to understand those are the multiple streams of income going on. So, mm -hmm. you know, whether, you know, it's the stock market that you're actually playing, whether you're, you're into Bitcoins or whatever it may be, just make sure you have more than one thing happening. And that's what my childhood was all about. It was the supreme hustle, multiple jobs. Mm -hmm. And now every job I have is just me working for myself versus working for somebody else. Well, because I know some of your stories, some of your history, man. And it's just what I think is so interesting is, you know, you, you did use YouTube as a stepping stone. But the way you got into doing YouTube was crazy. You were reviewing yeah. fast food on your breaks, right? On the breaks, man. I was, uh, it, it's crazy because YouTube started in 2005. And I know you guys remember Man versus Food on Travel Channel with Adam Richmond, right? Yeah. So I said that man had the greatest job in the world. He got to travel. He got to eat. He got paid for it. Beautiful. You know, I want that job, but I just wasn't in that space to get that job. So YouTube had given us a platform where you could upload whatever you wanted. Yeah. You could be who you wanted to be. That was your TV show. Little did you know. That was your, hey, I, if, if you're uploading every day for vlogging content, if you're uploading once a week, your favorite television show came on once a week based on whatever show that it was. You knew what day it came on. You knew what time it came on. So what I did is I kind of created that time slot for myself. At first, it was just once a week. Then I moved it up to two fast food reviews a week. And in the comment section, folks are like, hey, Dave, we need you to go here next. Like, I work at Subway. We have this coming out next week. You might want to review it. Or I work at Burger King. Or I work at McDonald's. And I started doing all these food reviews, and I was taking all the requests in. Right around 2012, I got a request to go to Five Guys Burgers and Fries, right? So Five Guys in, across the street from Tunstall's College in Farmington, Connecticut. Never heard about it, but I went there. I ordered a double cheeseburger and french fries, something basic, nothing crazy. They gave me this bag, and all you saw in the brown bag was just mad grease yeah, all yeah. over the bag. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but I think it's sexy because all I see is grease stains. I bring it back to my vehicle. I had a Jeep Compass at the time, right? So, boom, and the first thing I did after I put the camera up, I'm talking about the grease stains on the ghetto grocery bag. And I called it that because for those of us as chef, you know, when we had got our school books back in the days, we had stop and shop bags. We had to wrap our school books, books to keep them protected, right? Or, right? or moms had to pay for that if you damaged the books. And I wasn't getting that beaten. So I made Listen, sure, you know. I'm saying? older than you by 20 years. So I definitely did the same thing with the brown paper bag. <laughs> yes, Ms. Uh, yes. You know what I mean? Y'all remember that right there. But that's what it looked like to me. It looked like that one of those type of bags. So I'm talking about that. I opened the bag up. The first thing you see is a bag full of French fries. Never seen that before when it came to fast food. So I grabbed the fry up. It was a Cajun fry. I take a hit. That fry was still hot and it was crunchy and it was just full of this Cajun seasoning up on there that had this pop, right? So I held the, the fry close to the camera and I was twisting it around like, oh, this Cajun yeah. fry is it's biting back. It got that kind of flavor when you take that first bite of the fry. But I really wanted to get to the burger. Take the burger out. It's in foil. Keeping the burger hot. Open the foil up. Steam mm. come out. Cheese is all over the place. Mm -hmm. I said, what's going on up over here? You see what I'm saying to you? I got a super cheesy burger. I take the burger up. 
and I hold the burger. And again, I'm just, I'm in awe because back in 2012, to see a burger that big, you're not yeah. seeing that any fast food spots, just not happening. I took a bite and got crunchiness on that bite. I'm like, whoa, is that bacon? I didn't even order a bacon double cheeseburger. They gave me bacon up off in this thing. So I hold the bacon because <laughs> the bacon is extra crisp. It got that rigor mortis. It's extra stiff on the bacon, yet so much flavor. The beef, well-seasoned up off in there. I don't know, might have just some salt and pepper that they were slapping up on the grill. Who knows what they were doing? But it was tasty. Yeah. And then the cheese was just everything, and it was so tender, right? And I sunk my teeth in. I fell in love with a burger at that very moment. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the passion that I put into that food review, that's another reason that had went viral because folks felt what I felt. Right. They, they, they seen it in my eyes. They felt yeah. what I felt at the moment. A gentleman hit me on Facebook and said, Dame, loved your review. I took it. I put it on Reddit. Now, when he put it on Reddit, it was already at 5,000 views. It was my best performing video on my YouTube channel. And I had like over 300 videos at that time. Following day, that 5,000 was over 80,000. My wow. phone was going crazy with new subscriber notifications. And I'm like, did a larger YouTuber mention me? Because back then, if you got mentioned by a right, PewDiePie, right. a Smosh, mm-hmm. a Ray Williams equals three show, your channel just took off. It skyrocketed. Right? I'm looking. Nobody mentioned no Dame drops. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? I'm still getting all these new subscribers. Now, at this time, I was working for CarMax in Hartford as a buyer. So I'm getting ready for work. I get to the job. I'm telling everybody how crazy this video is going. Don't know where it's coming from. By the time I get to work, from the time that I left my house, we're over 200,000. Wow. So it was, it you was were, over 80,000 were, you weren't just getting subscribers by the one. You were getting subscribers <gasps> by the hundreds. Yes. For those of you yeah. who are just joining us, we have the distinct honor and pleasure of being joined this Thursday with none other than Dame Drops. If you have a question for him, please give us a call. The number is 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WNPR. We are going to take a quick break but when we come back we will have more with dame drops because i have to ask about blue oyster rocky oyster rocky rocky mountain Mountain oysters oh goodness better you than me dame ain't no way you drove a jeep compass you're seven foot four (laughs) we'll be right back Welcome back to Seasoned. I'm Marisol Castro. And I'm Chef Plum. If you're just joining us, we're live this week with food critic Dame Drops, a man who sometimes needs a moment with his meals. I mean, clearly, right? But but I respect that, though. I respect that, needing that Mm -hmm. moment. It means you're appreciating the food more, you know? Yes. You've likely seen him on Netflix. He lives in Connecticut and became famous on YouTube for his passionate descriptive reviews of fast food. And hey, if you want to talk to the star of Fresh, Fried, and Crispy on Netflix, Connecticut's own Dame Drops, you can give him a call right here at 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WNPR to join in the conversation with us. Dame, uh, I got to ask you, (laughs) when you were doing Fresh, Fried, and Crispy, it kind of, you get invited to people's houses for cookouts and stuff with the chefs and the family. I mean, what's a cookout like at, at your house? Do you cook at all yourself? Oh, come on, chef. You know me, man. I'm, I'm an eater. I just show up to eat. <laughs> I go to family cookouts, but 
Hell, personally, nah, man. I might make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, maybe a ham and cheese. That's about it. You know what I mean? But when I slide to the family cookouts, it's the time when you get to get together with family and then some friends, play catch up, and just eat good food, bro. Like, if you're not bringing a plate yourself, you know what I'm saying, or you can't cook, you're going to bring in something from the store. But what it's really about is what, you know, auntie and uncle are whipping up, or your grandparents mm-hmm. are whipping up, the cousins, the brothers, the sisters are whipping up because that's what you're waiting for. You can smell it all day long if it's happening at your house. And then you're sitting there, you're looking at it, and it's usually in foil on the outside, right? So you're sitting there with your little styrofoam plate because ain't nobody trying to bring out the good china. So you're sitting there with your styrofoam plate and your little plastic forks and knives, and and you're in line. The sun is beaming down on you. You hot, but you don't care because you can already smell the ribs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you can almost already taste them. You can taste the fish fry that's happening right next to the grill. You can taste it. It's still bubbling over there. You get up off in there. You get your macaroni salad. You put that on the plate. You see what I'm saying to you? You might get your regular salad. You put that up on the plate. You get your rice, your greens. You put that up on the plate. You get your fried chicken. That's on the plate. And you got the baked chicken next to the fried chicken. That's a real family cookout when the baked chicken is next to the fried chicken. And then you got the grilled chicken option too. Don't ever play with me. You got all that on your little styrofoam plate. If you did it the right way, your styrofoam plate is starting to break, but you don't care. It's already hot in your hand because it's cheap. Somebody went to the dollar store, got that styrofoam plate, but you, you, you still going. You still, you get the beans. You put the beans up on your plate. Now you go over to Unc. And Unc, he, he has nothing but his apron on. He got no shirt underneath. It's just the apron. He's sitting there sweating. He got them old shorts on. Then he got the brown sandals on his feet. Unc is going to go ahead and hook you up with that little shish kebab he got on the grill. Then he got that special piece of steak on the upper part of the grill in the back just for you. Unc stabs it a couple times with the fork. Boom. Puts that up on your plate. Your plate is overloaded. It don't matter because you go right next to Unc on the side and you still get the fish you want that oh fish hot gosh. because that fish is gonna cook the rest of the food that's now lukewarm on your plate that fish is gonna it's cook gonna it and make sure it's the rest gonna... of the food is well don't get me started chef don't get me i mean started. how would you dame how would you have time to cook you spend all this time <laughs> reviewing the food i mean just watching it i'm glad that you're you're not manning the oven yes. or the skillet i wanted to ask you about if you could describe what his your best and worst reviewed restaurants are, there was no easy way for me to make this turn. I had to get this question in. <laughs> Listen, I love I love this series. People that follow me on YouTube, they love the series. And the best and worst reviewed restaurants, I think is truly important as a series on my YouTube channel because it still highlights the mom and pops out there, right? So here's how it works. I go into Yelp. Then I say, let's say the pizza, right? So I'll just type in pizza and I'll type in Connecticut. And then I look for a two star for Mm -hmm. the worst rated on Yelp. And usually it's going to have maybe about 100, 200 reviews next to it with a lot of people complaining. And nowadays, you know, post pandemic, people are more so complaining about the wait times than they Mm -hmm. are the food. And we'll we'll, we'll get to that because that that makes no sense to me, right? If you're going to talk about a restaurant, I understand nobody really wants to wait for food. But in the staffing situations that we ran into now, after, you know what I'm saying, the pandemic, where individuals aren't really going back to work like that, whether they don't want, you know, $15 an hour, whatever the case may be, and or they got so used to the money that we're getting, they're like, uh, I'm not going to go back to work for less when I'm still collecting for more at home. That, that's about to run out. Cut it out. Don't play yourself. But um, <laughs> the thing that's crazy to me is you can't complain about wait times when there's only two or three people working. 
versus what it used to be before the pandemic when there was like 10 to 15 people working. Now you have individuals whipping up the food faster. You have food that's actually coming out faster. So when we talk about the worst reviewed restaurants now, I can't talk about it the same like when it was 2019 when yeah. people were truly complaining about the food. When they were like, ah, oh, my food came out and it was cold, you know, or my food came out and it was just too mushy yeah. when, you know, it didn't have the proper solidification on the food or my chicken that was supposed to be fried wasn't crispy at all and it was pink on the inside. Like, those are real actual complaints. Yeah. Now we're talking about the food. Let me go ahead and check that out for myself and see if I get what you received or if they've made changes. And a lot of times I've still received what the people received in these Yelp, you know, reviews of the worst restaurants. And those are the best performing on my channel. People still like watching the best reviewed restaurants, Absolutely. but they love the worst review. People love drama. Well, They're attracted to drama. I yeah. want to ask you, man, because it's interesting because I think that's an important thing to do. I do. But do you ever get any heat for it? Any negative feedback for it? You go someplace and maybe they couldn't cook a steak properly the first time and you go back and they still ain't cooking it properly. Like, and you, you say that cause you're honest, but do you ever get any bad heat or feedback from that? That's not positive. Chef, here's the funny thing, bro. For the years that I've been, been doing this one time, one time did a chef actually reach back out and was upset because he received a bad review. And it was me and a friend of mine. We're actually in Stratford, Connecticut. We're at a, I forget the name of the little, little chicken spot out there. It was a, a newer spot that had opened up. We were going up in there for chicken. Like they were supposed to be known for chicken. If yeah, you're known yeah. for something, do it right. Okay. Anyway, mm -hmm. we, we slide up in there. I don't know. His response on Facebook was homegirl at the front was having a bad day. How do I know? I'm a customer coming in for the first time. I don't know if your day is good or bad. I have no idea. But what I do know is when I walked in, we were the only ones in there. I can see if there was a line of people and we didn't get greeted. But listen, if you come in my restaurant and someone doesn't greet you, I'm having a conversation with that person. I need to start your day off the right way. How you doing today? How can we help you? Right? It's the little things. That's, that's, it's the little, the little things. things. Yes, it's, little, yeah. little, little things. This is before you even get to the food. Let me make you feel like you family when you're walking in the door. Mm -hmm. Don't make me feel like an outside. I walked in. Chef, she was still on her phone at the register oh, chilling. She was... <laughs> Hold up, time out. Let's let's get some visuals on this thing. She, she, yeah. she was at the back of the phone. She might have been scrolling her her Instagram feed or, or Facebook. Disrespectful. What she was doing. Disrespectful. Yeah. Disrespectful, right? So we talk about that. That's not something that I'm going to omit when it's time for me to do my review when I get back to the vehicle. I'm going to talk about what I saw when I walked in. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then you decided to look up because we're the only customers mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Okay, and how can we help you? Menus are over there, and then once you're all set, I'll take your order. All right, fine, whatever. Take the order, order the food, get back to the vehicle. Now, my boy, he's talking about our experience when we walked into the location. We both get into the food review. His food was actually good. His chicken tender was actually good. All right. I got chicken tenders. Chicken tenders are fairly easy to make. It doesn't take a whole lot of thought. It's not a long process. They're easy. Why my chicken tenders burnt, baby? Why, why were they burnt? <sighs> why, why were they almost dark? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, a couple more, more shades, we could have had Wesley Snipe chicken tenders. I know <laughs> what was going on. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, they were dry. So not only are they burnt, but they oh. dry, they, they struggle tenders. You give me struggle tenders, player? You know I'm going in. So I'm talking crazy. I'm talking real greasy about these chicken tenders. Don't worry, he, he got upset. The only, wow. he, he got upset. He let his feelings be known out there, which is fine. Did he invite you back? Like, Did he invite you back to try to fix it? it was like, come on back. No, nah, he didn't, bro. He didn't. He, he was too busy saying, talking real, real reckless. And oh. Chef, at the time, I didn't even put it on my YouTube. It was just on my Facebook. 
I didn't even beat him in the head with, with my hard hitters on yeah. YouTube. I'll put you on my Facebook where it's like, you know, a couple tens of thousands up in there. It's not wow. that bad. But now that you're talking crazy and greasy, well, now we got to <laughs> go ahead and, and put you up on, on a pedestal. Now we got to really let you shine. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, you know, that, that, that's look, I have to be upfront and honest regardless whose establishment I'm going into. Like, if there's something that's wrong, I got to show that. I got to yeah. show that it's wrong. You come to my restaurant, you see something wrong, let me know. Talk about it. Put it out there. Because we're going to do whatever we can to fix it. That's all you can do. You're not going to be perfect every single day. You're not going to put out your best body work every single day. You're going to have right. off days. That's what imperfect humans do. That lets right. me know that you are not a machine. You are not a robot. You are human. And you're going to have bad days. It's going to happen. I get that. 100%. But what can we do to you, fix it going forward? But you know what I don't think ever has a bad day? Who would it? New Haven Pizza. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. It depends on which New Haven Pizza we talk about, though. All right. Well, I just want to <laughs> tee you up for your potential pizza date with the Ooh. governor. Ooh, yeah, yeah. One Governor Lamont. Yes. What what's 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 going on there? What's what's happening? So so dang, man. Uh, apparently from what I heard right when I get the, the email piece was that uh the governor in Jersey was saying how they're the pizza capital, you know, they're doing big things. We got also pizza dis- in also disrespectful, also disrespectful. Wild, wild disrespectful because nobody ever talked about Jersey when it came to pizza. We no. talked about New York, we talked about Connecticut, and we talked about Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. We, we talked about the deep dish action in Chi-Town. Nobody ever said, hey, yo, you ever had that Jersey pizza? Nobody Never. ever says that. Never. Nobody no says that. You see what I'm saying to you? However, I guess they, the mayor felt the need to say something about it. So then Governor Ned Levant was like, hey, listen, we got it popping in Connecticut. Don't play those games. And to let you know we got it popping, I'm going to go ahead, reach out to my main man, Dame Drops, because he's in the food space real heavy. Let's put it out there on social media, and let's play this game. If, if Jersey wants to play the game, let's play this game. So we took it to Frank Pepe's. You know, it, was, it was myself, it was Governor Ned Lamont and his team. We were all out there. We made sure that we talked to employees there, find out what they love about the spot. Let's find out what the people love about Frank Pepe's. They've been here for years. Something must be going on the right way for people to keep coming back to an establishment, not for the last four years, not for the last 10 years. We're we going we go way back. We're we digging way back. We're almost talking mm-hmm. Frank Pepe's was the first the first pizzeria with the, the squares on the pizza before it went to the full the triangle of slices. Pizza We're as we know it. On the pizza. Yes. We're talking about the first to actually transport pizza in the pizza box. That was New Haven, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Wasn't happening in Jersey. All, all Jersey could do was pick up the style that we, we showed them. That's all Jersey could do. You still Nothing. can't get your pizza together. You better go to New York and borrow their water. Do something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You better, you, you better figure it out. Y'all ain't got it together. Don't play with me. Don't well, play well, with me. <laughs> well, Dame, so what, what's the pizza choice? Are you a modern guy? You a salad guy? Peppy's guy? If I am pick. modern. I am modern to pizza. I am me modern too. to pizza all day long. Me too. I, that's, that's, that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like Frank Pepe's. I you know, I can deal with some a little bit of burnt crust action from time to time. Their clam pie is great. Their fresh tomato pie is great. It's a win-win. Their cheese is good. And Frank Pepe's is great when I've been getting my drink on and I'm a little bit wavy. Frank Pepe's comes through and they hold you down, especially at Mohegan Sun Casino. Chef, oh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Come on now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but for me, for me, Marisol is going to be us with, with Modern Pizza all day. Okay. Hands down. Modern like is it. where it's at, man. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm hungry. I'm out of breath after this conversation, Manasal. I just feel <laughs> yes. like, like I, I think I'm myself as a wordsmith, but I'm nothing compared to Dane. That was incredible. I cut it out, man. Cut it that out, bro. Unbelievable. Stop In these last few minutes that we have, what have you eaten today, and what will you eat before you go to bed? 
Yo, let me keep it 100% fun. I've been running around all day long today. Oh. I had no time to really eat, eat nothing that I probably could have made at home, but I did end up stopping at McDonald's. Okay, okay. I got a triple cheeseburger meal large with a sweet tea, two apple pies, because right now it's two for $1.59. Holla at your boy. And <laughs> when you order the triple cheeseburger, my McDonald's, I will say hands down, is the best McDonald's in Connecticut. Really? I said it. The best McDonald's wow. in Connecticut is is New Britain Plaza. All right, New Britain Plaza, not not even the one on Corbin. New New Britain Plaza is the best it. McDonald's in Connecticut. Them French fries are fresh every single time. I don't care what time of day I go. As soon as lunch starts, all the way to dinner, those fries come out hot. They got the salt game just proper on those things. And every burger that you get, I mean triple cheeseburger, no doubt, because you're gonna get it extra melted. But when oh, you take no. a bite, that bad boy is still hot, right? Oh. It's still you like, oh, what's that right there? That's that burger. That's that triple cheeseburger at McDonald's. It's SBA for soft bun action. You might get a little bit of peninsula in that bun. And then you hit them little onions, the little fresh little pop of onions, little ketchup, little mustard up on that thing right there. And then the Delicious. beef, I mean, it is what it is. You won't get overly excited about the beef. They're just a little beef patties. But that addiction to McDonald's is in there. It's in the flavor. Dame Drops, his show, Fresh, Fried, and Crispy, is available on Netflix right now. Make sure you check him out. Also, find him on YouTube.com. That's for sure. Dame, we appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for the time. Season is produced by Robin Doyen Aiken and Katie Talarski. Tess Terrible worked the phones for us today, and Katie works the board. I'm Chef Plum via Zoom. It's been so great hanging out with you guys. And I'm Marisol Castro. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Take care.